1: From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with the bald Face truth.
0: Never thought I'd be talking pickleball on this show, but here I am. Sooner or later, we'll have a benchmark. We'll be our pickleball player of the week. We'll have it all. We'll be picking upsets, underdogs. Peter Sampson is minus two against Steven. Oh, I think Saturday's match.
1: <laughs>
0: What's the money line? <laughs> Whatever. Our next, there, free money, our next guest, I don't know if Dieter Kurtenbach plays pickleball or not, but I know he writes great columns. You can read him at the Bay Area News Group. Uh, you can hear him on CanBR in the Bay Area. He's all over the Niners-Seahawks game. He's all over the Warriors and other stuff. But does he play pickleball? Dieter, are you a pickleball player? No, no, I'm not yet, though. I got to be honest,
1: like, Pickleball really crept up on everybody. I I don't think it's just me. There's something off about Pickleball. It's some AstroTurf thing. How does it go from nothing to everywhere in the span of, like, five months? In post-pandemic America. It doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Makes no sense. Neighbors are fighting over it. The people are arguing at the park. It's too loud. Uh, You know, we got a big controversy happening in in the suburbs. Uh, Dater, uh, I gotta ask you in your world uh, let's talk weather first of all my parents live south yeah. of San Jose they live down in Gilroy where the uh, highway 101 got you know washed away and closed down and what's going on with the weather in the Bay Area?
1: It's mucky it's bad and if you're near the coast or you're up in the North Bay right now you're just getting drenched. Um, it, it is the feast and famine world of California these days. You go months without any rain, and then when the rain comes, it does not relent. Uh, you know, I've been lucky where I live outside of Oakland to, to be in a, a pretty stable condition, but it looks like it's going to be real nasty down in Santa Clara, which is just north of San Jose, uh, for Saturday's football game. It looks like there's going to be 25 mile per hour winds and that there will be a good portion of this game played in what could be some pretty heavy rain. And that's you know, we're all getting used to it around here, just this is the way the weather is during the winter, I suppose. But uh, it could be some pretty nasty stuff to play football in.
0: Dieter, help me out here. You know, When you get that kind of weather, is that advantage Seahawks, advantage Niners? Is it a neutral advantage? How do you see that?
1: I think it, it, it's an advantage to whomever is best at playing close to the line of scrimmage. And I, I, I think that's still the Niners in this case. You could perhaps give some credit to the Seahawks in that category because they do play in bad weather far more frequently, but the Niners have played in a couple of nasty games this year. I don't know if they necessarily uh, want to put those games up as their <laughs> testaments to greatness, but they, they have battled some elements. I, I just think it comes down to who can run the ball better. It might be overly simplistic, but if you're going to go 25 mile per hour wins, it's about who can actually get five yards on a carry and, who can you know, execute the simple pass game. You're not going to be able to push it down the field. Field goals are going to be an absolute crapshoot. I, I just think that the Niners being 10-point favorites, it, it would lend I, – I, I tend to believe that that, that has to have something to do with the trenches, offensive line, defensive line, and just being able to move people. I, I don't see much of a matchup there from Seattle's perspective that they can beat the 49ers when it gets down and dirty.
0: Are you surprised by how seamless the Brock Purdy transition has been from Jimmy Garoppolo? And, and you know, has he answered all the questions or does he need need to perform in the playoffs for people to go, okay, this team's going to be okay with him?
1: He definitely needs to answer questions in the playoffs. Listen, he's played six games. They've been phenomenal. Uh, the confidence that he plays with permeates everybody in any building, Anybody who's ever watching the game, he just looks like he's been doing this forever. And he looks like the perfect conduit to execute Kyle Shanahan's offense. But it's been six games. So what the hell do we really know about anybody after six games? Um, so I, I think that the questions will have to remain in now a, a winner-go-home scenario. As to if it was surprising to me, I think it was less surprising to me than it was to anybody else, right, like anybody else who who's just checking in and being like, wait, 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 who the hell is this quarterback for the 49ers? This is the third-string guy. Uh, we saw him in training camp, and it, it wasn't always pretty because he was going up against the 49ers' first-string defense, but he had some moxie to him. He had a little something that you couldn't even put your finger on. And I know that we're all paid to put our finger on it, but there was just something about him where you go, well, you can't cut that guy. And they had paid Nate Sudfeld more than $2 million to be Trey Lance's backup quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo was practicing on a side field. They were trying to trade him all the way up to the day that they had to keep him or or cut him. And uh, so it was going to be Trey Lance, number one, Nate Sudfeld, number two, and they guaranteed $2 million in Nate Sudfeld's contract And then Brock Purdy was going to be a practice squad guy. The Niners drafted him so that they would have an easier time getting him to the practice squad, even though they'd have to cut him to to get him there. And so uh, Purdy was way better than Sudfeld. It was just unquestioned. He he kicked Sudfeld's ass in practice every single day. Uh, He had his moments against Lance. We never saw Garoppolo in that situation, but it made all the sense in the world for the 49ers to pick Purdy over Sudfeld to keep him around, and when Garoppolo ended up coming back, it made all the sense to keep three quarterbacks, which is not something that Kyle Shanahan wants to do. The kid has it, and as much as we want to you know, overanalyze the quarterback position or, or get you know, enamored by guys like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes who have all these physical traits that are so enviable, there is still something to be said for dudes who just have some, have some moxie, some leadership, and an unrivaled amount of confidence. Brock Purdy thinks truly that he's the greatest quarterback that God has ever created, and I guess through six games he has no reason to disbelieve that. Uh, and that confidence, again, I said it, it permeates in the way he plays. It permeates through his teammates. Just like nobody treats him, talks about him like he's a rookie. That's crazy to me because he is, but until he really shows something that looks rookie-like, we have to go along for the ride.
0: Yeah, we always talk about synergy between head coach and quarterback, and I saw a comment mm-hmm. from, from Shanahan, I think it was on KNBR, where he was sort of saying yeah. that, you know, when I give Brock Purdy a compliment, it's very simple. Uh, if I give him a criticism, it's very simple. I don't have to go in and go, mm-hmm. hey, you've been playing really well, but here's something, you know. <laughs> yeah, they seem to have some synergy there, maybe better than Garoppolo, you think? Yeah, Garoppolo, so what Kyle wants is to be the quarterback of his own
1: team, and that's, the, that's been the case for a long time. Uh, Kyle still really has sort of that uh, I was robbed of football greatness mentality to him and, and sort of takes it out on his quarterbacks. And so Garoppolo, Garoppolo is all just, he, he's just the coolest dude that anyone has ever met, and that's a really positive thing to be as a quarterback quarterback because he just was unflappable the problem was he would also make just really dumb decisions well into his 49ers tenure it was something when it was you know him just showing up but when he's five years in and he's still making what were clearly rookie mistakes uh it was a big issue he he was not the offensive coordinator he was just somebody out there playing quarterback so then they went with trey lance who they thought they could have it all with they thought that they could get sort of that incredible Superman quarterback that we're seeing, obviously, in Allen and Mahomes. They thought they could get that kind of guy who also had the sort of supercomputer brain that you're looking for to be an offensive coordinator on the field. Now, I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be that guy or not. Maybe we find out next year. Maybe we never find out. But with Purdy, the, he, I think Kyle just I, – I think he has that supercomputer. Purdy is really sharp. He is picking up plays at an absurd rate. They're throwing plays at him at halftime that he's never run, that he's never heard, and he's learning and memorizing them and executing them to the the highest ability. I mean, it's not normal for him to be able to execute this offense at the level they're asking him to execute this offense, but he can pull it off because he's so smart, and he has a little bit of scamper to He has the ability to extend plays. He might not be Lance in terms of the big rocket arm, and perhaps the ability to run the ball for 100 yards in a game if he needs to. But the ability to just extend plays a little, give the wide receivers, George Kittle, a little extra chance, give you know Christian McCaffrey a, a chance to wiggle away from a linebacker, it, it just it creates first downs, first downs create touchdowns, and touchdowns win games. I, I think this guy might be the perfect mix, and it, we'll have to evaluate why the 49ers depth chart was inverted at the beginning of the year, where perhaps the the worst quarterback that they had play for them was their starting quarterback, followed by the second best, followed by the best. But ultimately, uh, it's still an inexact science this quarterback thing. Even for a guy like Kyle Shanahan, if it was exact, it, we would be dealing with C.J. Bethard or Brian Hoyer here in the Bay Area. And instead, we're on to the third quarterback this year with Jimmy Garoppolo being a constant question mark, and we don't know what the hell Trey Lance is. So uh, it, there's a lot of questions with that, but. The kid, the kid has it, and Kyle seems really confident in throwing everything he has at him. That's never something he could say with Garoppolo. That's certainly not something that he could say with Lance, even though they do like Lance's uh, you know, skills between the ears. Uh, this is this is something special, and whether the 49ers lucked into it or they deserve all the credit in the world, it doesn't really matter because it's here and it's working.
0: We're talking to Dieter Kurtenbach, uh, Bay Area News Group. Uh, you can hear him on KNBR in the Bay Area as well. Uh, Dieter, let me back up here because Seahawks Niners, there's bad blood historically in this rivalry oh, yeah. and it, it goes way, way back. Third time they'll play this season. I have the sense that the Seahawks are just happy to be in this game based on last week's performance and, you know, escaping <laughs> and getting into the playoffs. But is there any kind of uh, angst there in the Bay Area over seeing Seattle a third time?
1: Not really because Geno Smith has regressed throughout the season and he has yet to look good against the Niners in those first two games uh they absolutely dominated the first game that they played at Santa Clara and that was the game that Trey Lance broke his ankle in the first quarter and Garoppolo just came in and carved up Seattle and and perhaps that's just it Jimmy's played a lot of football and uh you know the, the 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 drum keeps beating but the way that Purdy was able to get, you know, throw it to guys who were absolutely preposterously open on a Thursday night. Uh, the way that the Forty ers were able to manhandle the Seahawks. I know the score line doesn't fully indicate it, but that was a three touchdown game margin for most of the contest uh, until Seattle got a late one. It was it, they just dominated them. I mean, it's to the point It's to the point where you're not thinking points. You're thinking how many yards can Seattle get? So. If Seattle's bringing their best in, and you'd expect them to. Pete Carroll's obviously an outstanding coach. Uh, If they bring their best in, I mean, I I, I don't know how that even comes close to matching the Niners' second best, third best, you know, their B.C. effort. Uh, The talent disparity is just too significant between the two teams, and Geno Smith is too easily sackable for a quarterback that, that has a little bit of extended playability. He just has not been able to show it yet against the San Francisco 49ers that pocket is collapsing instantaneously and that gives the 49ers defense the license to just kind of do whatever the hell they want on the back end. And that, that creates turnovers and interceptions. It, it, I, I just, I've watched Geno's last eight games. Um, the book is out on them. If you, if you absolutely set the edge and you just let your interior guys come get them, they'll get them. And the 49ers do that better than any team in the NFL in my estimation I just really have a hard time seeing Geno Smith putting up the kind of yards necessary to go toe-to-toe with the Niners team that apparently with Brock Purdy as the quarterback is just going to score 30 points every game now. That's just something that we now just take for granted. So uh, I I get the third time is the hardest time or it's really hard to beat a team three times in a row, but the Niners are a 10-point favorite for a reason. I mean, they're a markedly better team. And if the Seahawks win this game, it has way more to do with the Niners absolutely soiling the bed than it does with Seattle – finding some other gear that I haven't seen in weeks.
0: You've got Philadelphia. You've got Dallas. (laughs) Um, Is there a matchup the Niners prefer as they advance here? Do they want to wait to play somebody, or does it matter? What are you hearing in that locker room?
1: I, they're definitely doing the week by week thing. I don't think that there's any bad blood out there that they want another shot at somebody. It, something to note about the Niners: they're, they're currently favorites at a lot of odds, you know, with a lot of odds makers to win the NFC, and I get it. But they've played one of the NFL's top teams this season. It was Kansas City, and Kansas City kicked their butt up and down. Um, they haven't played Philly. They haven't played uh, the, the Buffalo Bills. They haven't really played anybody all that good and uh, they have cleaned up on a lot of teams that are sort of stuck in the middle and are susceptible to to getting stomped if uh, if you play the right game and credit to the Niners they played the right game Uh, the team that they should be worried about in my estimation and again with the NFL reseeding after every round it's really hard to sort of look ahead but the Philadelphia game I'm not high on Philadelphia as the number one seed I don't think they tackle well I think that their defense doesn't stop the run. I think those are good things for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, And I also think they're a one-trick pony on offense, where they just run that sort of RPO, triple option sort of thing where you know you got Jalen Hurts, he can hand it off, he can run it himself, or he can throw it to to A.J. Brown. The problem is that one trick is really, really good, and it forces teams to go into man-to-man. And I look at this 49ers secondary right now, Talano Hufanga, their free safety was named to the Pro Bowl. Talano Hufanga has been an absolute liability in coverage for the last six weeks. I mean, it, it's abysmal, frankly. He, he would be replaced if he hadn't put up such good numbers, such good tape in the first eight weeks or so of the season. Uh, man-to-man coverage is not the 49ers' friend. And if Philadelphia is able to do what they want to do, and that's get teams to play man-to-man, that could be a long, long, long evening for the San Francisco 49ers. But toe-to-toe, you just look at the talent. You obviously look at the scheme. Quarterback is vitally important. I guess you throw Brock Purdy in the mix and say, hey, we, we here's what we know about him, and it's been pretty damn good. The, the Niners stack up with any team in the NFC, so I, I don't think they should be afraid of anybody. And when you're really looking for reasons not to pick them, again, you're getting into weird semantics like man-to-man stuff against RPOs. I mean, it is, it is tiny stuff that you're really uh, picking bones with when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers. It's an excellent football team, and we'll see how it all goes because we know in the playoffs that that not everything lines up the way we initially expect.
0: Before I cut you loose, uh, the NBA, Mm -hmm. you obviously have the Warriors there. You're all over them. Steph Curry coming back from missing 11 games. Uh, You know This Warriors team, where they stand now, how good are they? Uh, How are they feeling? What is the atmosphere? What do you see?
1: They're uh, in a bit of a malaise. Uh, They have not had any continuity this season, and the leadership has frankly been lacking with Curry out of the lineup. Um, They have so much talent, and there are these moments that they play, and sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's a quarter, sometimes it's a whole game where you're just like, no one's beating these guys. This is the best team in the NBA. They're unbelievable. They're going 7-8 deep with just crazy, absurd talent. No one's matching this. The problem is it's in spurts. And this is a team that their leadership over the years has figured out that you don't have to try all that hard in the regular season. So long as you put together one nice stretch in the middle, the rest of the NBA will sort of, fall into line and the Warriors will get the two, three, or four seats. And they have done that time and time again as these guys have gotten older and, and played more and more playoff games. And uh, and they've gotten away with it all but maybe once. And even for the young guys on this team who are NBA champions, they didn't really you know, contribute a terrible amount last year during the playoffs. So they don't have the kind of sway to be like, hey, maybe we, we push it a little bit harder. Uh, this is a team that's kind of you know, in a, in a strange spot. They're too young on one end. Maybe they're getting too old on the other end. But when it clicks, it is truly spectacular. I wish I could tell you right now, John, like, oh, don't worry. It will click around this time. I don't think anyone knows. I think everyone's optimistic that at some point they'll actually just start playing really good basketball. But, um, man, it- I, I I I can't tell you if my my basketball season covering them is going to end in in April or if it's going to end in the the you know middle of June. It's just they are feast or famine like the rain here in California. It's it's all or nothing. And man, let me tell you though, when it's on, when it's all on, nobody's beating that team. They are they are so awesome. I wish we could see it more,
0: Dieter, I appreciate you giving us some of your time and uh, stay dry down there.
1: I'll do my best, John. Thank you for having me.
0: There he is from the Bay Area News Group. Uh, good stuff. Uh, we'll we'll dissect that. Talk more about the NFL. and Anna will pop into the studio. You got the BFT. Leave it here. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald. Hey, sorry Trump to interrupt Florida. the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.